Cool. Okay, guys. So um, we are continuing um, the series where we're looking at uh, the Sermon on the Plain. And um, yeah, we're going to be diving a little bit um, more into the scripture. Um, and um, what I'm hopefully wanting to do is just um, highlight a particular portion of what Jesus um, is saying to his disciples. Um, Daniel beautifully really gave us a understanding of um, through the story of um, the good Samaritan of what love really looks like um, um, in the flesh and what um, Christ um, in the scripture is really calling us into um, is to is to really be aware of who our neighbor is um, and that neighbor is anyone that needs a neighbor do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like anyone around you that needs neighboring, that needs a a the a, a interaction of a neighbor, that is who our neighbor is. Do you know what I mean? And um, so yeah. And then today, um in fact, let me read, let's get into the word, let's read the scripture, and then I'll talk about what I what I believe that we're gonna highlight today from the scripture. So yeah, let's get into the book of Luke, and it's chapter six. And we're reading from verse 27 to 36. And that's um, Hosea. But I, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods to do, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? But even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Mm. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your father is merciful. Amen. 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 Every time I read it, it's so, um, such, a, such a powerful portion of scripture man such a powerful portion of scripture and um i want us to i guess i'm i'm focusing on one place um but there will be an overlap in another verse so where i'm wanting us to to really talk about today is um verse 27 but i say to you who here love your enemies be good to those who hate you yeah let, let me read that again. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. And then I, a, another verse that I'll be uh, mentioning would be verse 32, where it says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? But even sinners love those who love them. Um, so, yeah, I guess one, in, I guess a couple of things that I, I wanted to pull out from verse 27. Uh, where where Jesus is is uh, talking about loving your enemies um, and doing good to those you who hate you. The first thing is that word good um, in verse twenty seven means 
uh, to act beautifully or finely. Mm. Um, and it also means uh, to act in rightly so that there shall be no room for blame. Mm. So it means that I'm acting in such a way where the person who I'm interacting with, with, with can't um, find a blame in me, can't find blemish mm. in what I'm saying, can't find fault in what I'm saying. It, it's so beautiful that even if they try to um, trip me up, they can't find anything to, to uh, trip me up over. And it reminds me of, of how Jesus would speak. Mm. They would try to find a fault in what he was saying, mm. but they wouldn't be able to because it was good, mm. because it was beautiful, because it was finely crafted. Um, there was no room to find blame in that interaction. Another word that I want to um, talk about is the word enemy, where, where a Christ says, love your enemies. And who is your enemy? Well, that word enemy means someone who is hostile, someone, uh, someone who hates you, someone who is being hateful to you. So someone who is um, someone who is or can be actively oppositional to you. They don't like you. They, they, they perhaps don't want you to progress. Um, they are against you. That is who Jesus is, is now asking us to act in such a way that they can find no blame and they can find no, sorry, they can find no room for blame. Jesus is, is asking us to, to interact with someone who is hostile and possibly hateful uh, to us in such a way that is beautiful, that is fine. And one more word that I want to take out from verse 27 is that word love. And it's, um, it's, it's the word agapeo. And that simply means um, when referring to a person, it means to welcome, to entertain and to be fond of. So, OK, so someone who is hostile doesn't like me. Jesus is calling me into uh, uh, interacting with them um, so that they shall so that they shall not so that they shall be no room for blame so i so i i i'm i'm interacting in such a way where i cannot be uh, found in, in in fault or in blame and he's not only asking me that but he's actually asking me to be welcoming in loving those who hate me, he's saying, I, I, I want you to behave in such a way where they feel welcomed. Where they feel a, 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 a warmness from you. Where they feel as though you are fond of them. And that's what Jesus is, um, that's what he's calling us um, into. And as I... I think, as I said, when I when I first um, got into the scripture, when you read these things, you think, "Wow, God, that's a bit that's a bit unfair." Mm -hmm. That just doesn't sound right. I mean, okay, cool, okay, God, I can love my enemies, but I don't I, I don't want to be fond of them. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I can, like if I see them fall, I can help them. But that's about it. Do you know what I mean? If I see them beating up in the street, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm open to the fact of of um, buying them a meal. Do you know what I mean? Calling the ambulance. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know if I'm open to the fact of 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 acting beautifully to them mm. and speaking in such a way that no blame can be found in me because I might need to tell them about themselves. Do you know what I mean? I might need to make sure they know who I am and what I'm about. But I, once again, Jesus is is he's inviting his disciples to be plugged in into a different way of thinking. Mm a different way of thinking, which is in enmity or, or is in opposition to the ways of this world. Mm. And I guess one way I, I wanted to illustrate this, or the father felt that I should illustrate this, is through a story. And um, it's a story of um, one of my students that I used to work with. Um, I'm going to call him Tom. Um, for the for the purpose of this word, um, so I I I I worked with Tom. Um, I stopped working with Tom about three years ago, and I worked with Tom for for three years, three years, and it was in a a specialist school. And what I mean by a specialist school is um, the young people in there may be there because they have additional learning needs or they were there because um, they had um, behavior uh, challenges. So I was, so I, so I was working with, um, I, I, I was working with Tom and um, Tom, Tom's history was quite, um, was quite scattered. Mm. Um, so Tom's family life wasn't, wasn't, um, wasn't comfortable, wasn't secure. Um, didn't give him a a, a solid base um, to uh, be the best that he could be in the world. And so he he started off in mainstream school, which is what most of us uh, did. Mm. Um, and then just because of his behaviour, um, the school was unable to kind of really manage him. Um, so he ended up um, having to move um, to my special. No, I think he went to another school first. But because of his extreme behaviour, um, they said, we can't handle him. He has to go somewhere else. Um, he was attacking teachers, attacking students. Um, this was the type of student that Tom was. And then he, he then ended up in uh, my school. And the school that I was working at in, in, that, in that time, Tom had his own room. So Tom was unable to work with um, other people. So if you put him in a classroom of 30, there will just be no point. If you put him in a classroom of four, there was no point. He, he, he got to the place where he had to have his own classroom, couldn't work with anyone else, and, um, and had his own teacher. So I was one of his teachers, and I would teach him maths, um, as well as I was his tutor. And I, and I, and I, there's so, there's so many stories to uh, do with Tom, but I, I remember one moment where, where he was not in a good place and we were in the corridor 
and I was trying to calm him down. So I was, um, I think this is in my early days of working with Tom mm. and I was trying to calm him down. I, I was, you know, do, 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 do with all the techniques that I had learned. And I just remember he just slapped me. <laughs> he just slapped me across my face, man. <laughs> when, when, when I think about my, the, the, uh, the adventures that I, that I have been on, he just slapped me across my face. And in that moment, I thought, oof, I just want to finish this guy. <laughs> I just want to finish him. I just want to finish this guy. He was, um, I think he was like 11 at that time or 12. And in my head, I'm thinking I'm a big man, Tom. He just slapped me across my face. Wow. Slapped me. Okay. And in that moment, I just thought, God, I, I just don't know what to do. Obviously, I'm like used to this. But just in that moment, it just felt different. It just felt another level of disrespect. Mm. Long story short, um, in that type of work, we, when, when children got to the place where they were unable to regulate themselves or keep themselves safe, we would sometimes need to physically restrain them so that they didn't cause harm to other people or themselves. So we ended up having to um, take him to his room um, to um, calm down. And... And again, this is a typical this, this is a typical outburst or a, a typical bit of behavior for Tom, which sounds extreme, but in in the in the in the line of work which I was a part of, that was that that was typical behavior from some of our students. And with Tom, um, I had a dilemma, or oh, there was one dilemma. It. It was do I um do do I do I punish him into his purpose? Mm. So do I uh, put in more 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 like punishments, more consequences, mm. which is what they did in his mainstream school, and it didn't work. But to me, that's what I felt I needed to do. Like, can I just like make him pay mm. so that he knows that you know what he needs to start he needs to start behaving, or do I begin to love him out of who he thinks he is? Do I begin to love him and interact with him as if he is valuable and as if he can be safe and as if he doesn't need to um, uh, um, have those types of outbursts? And what, and what happened with Tom was was as much as I was teaching him, he was teaching me. Mm. And what happened with, with um, Tom was we went through a journey where I began to work with him and work with my team on how to really love him. And what that meant was um, in, in a practice, we began to treat Tom as if he was valuable, as if he was created for a purpose, mm. as if, as if, as if, and, and, and this is how I really make a connection to what Jesus spoke about on the cross. When Jesus said, they, he um, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Mm. I, we have started to interact with him in a way where we begin to understand that Tom is actually doing what he believes is okay because at a time in his life, this is what was needed to keep himself safe. At a time in his life, he needed to act violently to keep himself safe, to make sure that he was okay. 
So we began to interact with him in such a way that we that we began to understand that we need to forgive him because he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just he he's just playing the character which he's built up. Mm. And as we started to interact with him, we began to see a change in Tom. Mm. We began to see that his temperament changed and our temperament changed. Let me tell you another incident. So I remember Tom, I can't remember the uh, trigger, but Tom got into a riled up place. Long story short, we're all on the floor, me, Tom, a member of staff, and we're holding him till he's calm. And I remember as he's sitting there, he's, you know, he's, he's cussing me out, he's swearing at me. And, and we're just encouraging him. We're just telling him who he is. We're like, we're just trying to change the subject to take him off his anger. Mm. And I just remember him spitting in my face. Mm. I, I remember him just spitting in my face consistently. So, I, so I'm here, Tom is right here. And I'm holding him on the floor here. And he's just spitting in my face. I, I just remember it. And I just remember being unaffected. I just remember being unaffected by it. I said, um, okay, guys, just grab me a towel. I just wiped it off. He carried on spitting. I said, Tom, we're not going to let go. You can do whatever you need to do, but we're not going to go anywhere. All I need to do is get some soap and water. Mm. And my face is clean. And the more we were able to, to show that we weren't intimidated or, or that we could handle him, um, his outburst started to reduce. Mm. Drastically. Like he was having outbursts maybe two, three times a week to the point where we went like maybe six months but without one outburst. He was able to engage with, with staff. He was able to engage, engage with um, the, the other young people. Mm-hmm. He was able to start to work in teams. So we started to get him to work with other young people and he, and he began to work with them. And there were some teething uh, problems, but he knew that those were with, who were with him were always for him. Even if he would act hostile to us, we would continually give him love. We would never react in vengeance so that he could find blame in us and say, oh, but you're just behaving like my mum, or you're just repeating what my dad used to do or you're just doing what blah, blah, blah used to do. We would act in a way of integrity so that he could find no blame in us. Mm. We acted in such a way where we treated him beautifully. We acted in, in such a way that he knew that even if he was hostile, we were always fond of him. I, even after these incidents, you would think that after having someone spit in your face and slap you, um, that's the end of that. That's the end of that relationship, really, with, with that student. Do you know what I mean? But I just, re, I just remember, you know, all of those things happening, us working with him to calm him down, and then me coming back into the room to have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. To let you know that even though you've done this and your behavior is wrong, I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. 
you're still important. You're still valuable. And even though there needs to be some discipline for you to now learn about what's going on in, like internally, we're not going to leave you. We still see you fondly. Can someone read them first John chapter four, verse 18? I think that was uh, Joseph. First John. Chapter four, yeah. verse there 18. No, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Thank you. Amen, amen. Perfect love casts out fear. And what I began to notice was that as we began to love him, the, the fear he had about himself, he had about the world, began to leave him. Why? Because he, he now had a, something else to hold on to. I really want to be, be, be for the only option he had was to hold on to fear and to live by that. Now, all of a sudden, there's another option now available where he can live and think by love. And, and this is what Christ is inviting us to do. That many, many, many people who are uh, seen as our enemies, many people in the world are actually bound by fear. They, they are bound by the spirit of this world. Just like when, when, like, when, when um, I figures in the book of Corinthians, where like Paul says, if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Mm. So it, it's, it's like if they, it, if they actually did what they were doing, they wouldn't have actually done it. And, 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 and Jesus is inviting us even into a similar mindset where he's like, I want you to love these people. I want you to love them out of their blindness. I want you to love them out of them being hostile. I want you to show a different, uh, um, uh, a mindset which is not rooted in the system and in the God of this world, but is rooted in love. And the only way we can do that is because we are being perfected by his love. So there's no fear in us. There's no fear of, oh man, I'm looking bad in front of this student. Oh man, this student is mugging me off. But when you know who you are, he can mug me off because he can't take anything from me because he didn't give me anything. He didn't give me my status. He, he didn't give me my, my, worth, my worthiness. So, so the world can't take it from me. I remember um, when I was in that workplace, the Lord, um, he, um, he, he, uh, he uh, coined a phrase for me and, and it became um, central to how I managed and, and even today how I work. And it was, um, let me read it. It's just, um, give them what they need and not what they deserve. Mm. Give them what they need and not what they deserve. And it reminds me of how merciful the Lord is to us. Mm. 
and how even in that same book of Luke, how Jesus invites us to really think about the Father. What this world deserves is straight destruction. There's no two worlds. Like, there's no two ways. If I was God, I don't think I would even let it ring. Straight. But, he, like, <laughs> but he's so merciful, man. He's so loving. And it's through that love he's seeking to cast that fear. He's, he's looking to cast that fear in this world. And so I guess the invitation today is to love your enemies, man. Mm. Love your enemies. Because when you love your enemies, you cast out the fear. Mm. That, that, that love isn't, um, you know, sometimes when we think of love, we think of, um, I'm trying to, like, um, is it hippies? Like people with flowers on their head, mm. dancing around. Ooh, we love everything. <laughs> that's that's sometimes how we think of love. But 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 love is a weapon. Yeah. <clears throat> like you have to understand because of God's love, He sent He sent the most powerful warrior to this earth, mm. Jesus Christ, to set us free. This isn't passive. This isn't a, a, a kumbaya moment. This is this is an a, this is a intentional and aggressive yeah. um, uh, 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 de- decision by the father. Mm-hmm. What does Isaiah speak about? Like when, like oh, I've forgotten the verse, but it it like speaks about the uh, father saying you 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 you, 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 you um, like. Ha- how long will I wait? I will, I will bring justice on the earth myself. This is what love is. So when, when, when we're able to love our enemies, we, we are able to be like Christ. We are able to, to, to uh, aggressively cast that fear. Mm. Aggressively uh, show the kingdom. Uh, aggressively show people that actually you were created for more than this. Mm, mm. And actually you, you can't give me anything because everything that I have is from him. So I don't need you to, to give me a jacket, to give me a, you know, thank you because I, I don't need anything from you because everything, because my life is actually hidden in Christ. now, mm. And everyone else's life is hidden in one another. And that's where fear comes in. So yeah, guys, um, let's love our enemies, guys. The same way that me in that school, I was able to like just to to see past that behavior and really love him into who he was. Um, that's what God is asking us to do—to love in that same way.